Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz. You're listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. This is episode 24. Actually, I, I wrote it down. I always write the episode down because I don't want to forget it on the spot. I have it. Um, I have it saved as my uh, <clears throat> my file name, so I can see it right in front of me. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any luxury <laughs> like of technology like <laughs> like that. But yeah, what's what's going on, man? <clears throat> a lot's happened. A lot's happened. I've been super eager to record this episode because now we're post Basel. Uh, all the blood has been shed. All the tears have been shed. So I'm excited to get to this episode. But before we get to the episode, how how's it going? How are you feeling? You alright? It was it was a lot of blood. It was a lot of blood. A lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, some some nightmares. I told you I had a nightmare <laughs> that I was I was drowning in spiders. Just me and and my dog, we were drowning in spiders. I don't He's, know why. That is not hyperbole, watch man. He literally texted me, Kaz, I had a dream. <laughs> a nightmare that I was drowning and this watch and my dog was there. It was it was this shit was real. <laughs> I think I think it had something to do with me changing my sleep schedule a little bit. <laughs> but uh I'm I'm getting back to normal now and it, it feels Feels good. It feels um, good that the watch world is getting back to normal. We have a lot to talk about. Um, before we get into the risk check, though, Michael, did, did did I tell you about this girl at work? No. With with the uh, eyes. I think I yeah I think you mentioned something oh like that. Okay, Michael, as as. As oh, she's wh- she's like overly attached girlfriend, right? Yes, sort of, okay. but but far <laughs> less attractive. Uh, the thing okay. is, how, how the widest a human being can open their eyes is how wide her eyes are always, all the time. <laughs> That's how wide she keeps her eyes all the time, like fucking Galron from Star Trek. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you wish to uh, enter Stovako, Kaz, Tanakh? You know what I mean? And it's just like it's <laughs> and like every day I have to see her. And like stare into those eyes, and like it's it's seriously like like a like a like a Klingon mating ritual. I don't know if she wants to fight me or if she wants to fuck me. And the thing is, I have no interest in either because I cry during both. Like, and I had to see her every day, every <laughs> oh, day. No. I had to see this fucking woman, dude. And I don't know I, what to do. <laughs> I just don't know what to do, man. I like I, I like my job now, but if I could just do it with like a blindfold only when I'm like talking to her, that would be incredible. Do you have to report to her directly? No, or? no, no, no. I don't report. Fuck that shit. I don't report to her at all. But I have to. <laughs> I have to see her every day just because she works in a different building that is related to what we're doing. And so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try and take a picture. I'll try to take a picture of, of of her and her. I mean, maybe I should do it back to her. Maybe I should have my eyes as 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 open as I can have them. With like bugs flying in and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Maybe that's that's, uh, that's the only like the only thing I can do. You know, you can get you can get some of those like <clears throat> movie prop contact lenses that like make your eyes like <laughs> make you like like a shark's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so you could you could do that. I or, could do uh, that. I could I could totally. <laughs> Just... What what Marilyn Manson wears? Uh, does, he, does he still perform? Is he, isn't he like isn't he like old now? How how old is old? 
I don't know, man, but I've been on a weird, I've been on a weird Marilyn Manson kick. I just started today. I don't know why. Who was that? (laughs) But, um, I really like that guitar player. He used to play with John five, John five. Yeah. He's, uh, when I, 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 when I bought my half stack, I have a crate blue voodoo 120. Um, it's really, really sweet. I fucking love it. When I bought the, when I bought the amp from the guy, the guy goes, Oh, this is the, uh, this is the official amp of uh, Johnny five from Marilyn Manson. I'm like, who the fuck gives a shit, dude? Like, like <laughs> I don't give, I don't give a fuck if this is the Lord's guitar amp. Like I it really don't give a shit. It lights up in the dark. That's all I care about, sir. All right. It's got tubes in it, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why, but um, yeah, I think he's still. I don't think he performs, but he's, yeah, he's probably, he's probably pretty old. Um, Definitely not young. Yeah, yeah, but he, he did, he did his, uh, he did his time, man. I, I don't think he, he ever has to oh, walk yeah, he's, on stage again. I don't think, it's, I don't think it's anything to prove. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'll update you on this, on this, this, this girl at work and her and her Galron eyes. Like I, 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 I literally, I literally have no, I, I, I have no idea, Michael, how. How much Star Trek you've watched, but that is like the perfect description of what she looks like when she talks to me. Okay, I I really have to, I really have to push myself to watch Star Trek. I'm I'm a pretty pretty diehard Star Wars guy, but I want to like Star Trek. It's just like you can be both. Some, you can like chocolate and vanilla. Yeah, but some some of like some of the episodes that I sit down to watch have such a like. I don't know, man. I guess maybe it's like the TV show feel that they have that I wasn't of expecting. Of course. Well, the thing is, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Star Wars is essentially a space opera. You know what I mean? Yes. It's a space opera. Yeah. Uh, 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 Star Trek is more of like, it's like a social drama with like with like like a sci-fi social drama. You know what I mean? So it's it's sitcom based. It's episodic most times. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah, they're complete different fields, which is why, in my opinion, I feel like you can like both. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. we are we are way off topic right now. I'm super sorry <laughs> for bringing up fucking Galron and his fucking terrifying eyes. Hi, Katie. It's it's all it's all good. Um, um, it's all good in the watch hood, man. You want to do wrist checks, audio wrist checks? Yeah, like like I said, mine is still uh, probably pretty pretty boring to to most people, but is never boring. The experience has been valuable. Uh, the experience has been sobering, as I mentioned to you. Um, I'm still wearing the SKX uh, 009, 175, whatever you want to call it. Um, Seiko Diver, Pepsi Bezel. Um, How long has it been for the for the hashtag WatchFast? It's been almost almost a month. I think I have a week left. Um, wow. Maybe a little less than a week. So started this on the 4th. Um, oh wow! Look at you. Yeah, it's been it's been nice. Sometimes sometimes I'll open the watch box just to like stare at the other ones, just <laughs> just to get just to get a taste. Just let me get a little look, man. Just let me just <laughs> let me just get a little bump. Let me just look at them. All right. Like I was like, man, I want to wear that Citizen um, the other day, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's just um, I've also spent a lot of time uh, learning more about the. You know the seven S two six and kind of like the spot in history that uh, it takes in terms of Seiko. So um, I've been able to appreciate the watch a little bit more. Um, kind of like really get to know it. The you know its little quirks. It's sure. Um, maybe some of its shortcomings in terms of timekeeping, which really isn't that bad. It's still within, I'd say minus ten a day. 
I, that's um that's within the what what Seiko kind of suggests Dude, in te- terms of technically that's better than the movement in my uh my Orient Star GMT. That thing's twenty forty seconds a day. I th- I think what Seiko will say is something between like ten and twenty five or some some stuff like that for these. So maybe someone can correct me, but um, I've had some really bad ones and I've had some really good ones. And this one is good in so many ways. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the bezel alignment issue that a, a lot of the um, kind of like entry level divers have, sure. and the the timekeeping has been great. I mean, if I notice that I'm you know, I'm like working and I look down at it. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of like behind by a minute. I'll just wait for the seconds hand to tick to 12 and then I'll set it um, like a minute ahead of atomic time. So cool. And then, you know, a few days later, mm-hmm. just it'll probably be close. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it's fine. It'll, it'll I, even out. <laughs> dude, I'm just I'm at home all day, man. I don't have to be like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, still loving it. Um, still get a kick out of this bracelet. Uh I don't think I'm going to get a strap code for this one. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it just like bone stock. Nice. So. That's cool. I mean, there's something kind of like uh, romantic about just keeping a watch like that all stock forever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And it's uh, it's got a bunch of little scratches already. So over the years it'll get its uh its wabi sabi or whatever so um <laughs> um really stoked how about you i uh i am wearing um uh, as of yet i have no uh no imperfection wabi sabi marks on this watch cuz it's still still pretty goddamn new i'm wearing my um Seiko Blue Lagoon Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurai SRP B09K1 it's nice. super cool. I'm still I'm still in love with this watch. I, I made a, a concerted effort to not wear it for a while to sort of like, uh, you know, remove myself from the honeymoon period. And I put it back on this morning and I was like, yes, like I'm still super on board with it. You know what I mean? The only thing that popped out to me is, man, this is a heavy fucking watch. <laughs> is it? Is it that heavy? It, it might just feel heavy because I've also, for the past couple of days, I've just been wearing my SNK, and then for a couple of days, I wore my pole jot. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. All right. And neither of those are heavy, and, and, and the thing is, none of those are on a bracelet. Sure. So, but, I mean, otherwise, the thing is still super, super cool. Love the angles. Love the dial. Love the bezel. Um, It's super, it's a very photogenic watch. Just because, just because of, like, the, the, the finish on the dial, the way that kind of radial brush works and how it kind of, like, plays with the light you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i really really dig the bracelet i'm really excited for you to see this thing in person it's 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 a lot of fun you know i would love i would love to try on one of those titanium samurais actually um because they're kind of like they're kind of like a rarity these days i was like, gonna say they're not uh, a lot of them are there no not at all uh gosh no i think um if you find one you're you're getting close to like maybe 1500 1800 um Damn. I don't think some of them came with bracelets too, so those might be more expensive. Um, but they're supposed to be really nice, like just all titanium. Um, but I, I, will, I will say, you're, that does not look like a heavy watch. I, I didn't think. Um, Please, I don't know if it's actually heavy or if it's just I'm, I'm just so used to the light watches I've been wearing. You know what I mean? I can give you the Haldor for a bit. You could wear that. And, no, uh, I, if I need to fend off attackers, I will then borrow that watch and like tie it to a string and just fucking like flail that at people. That's, that's the just only a big watch. It's 
it's the only other watch that's out of the watch box. I keep that one uh, by my bed, um, <laughs> you know, just in case of you know, the Seattle intruder. The like, you know, <laughs> so um, like a baseball bat. It's it's your home security baseball bat. It's it's my baseball bat. It's uh, it's my 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 Negan uh, Lucille bat with the barbed wire that's uh, <laughs> back to the wrist check we're, we're going to be check. we're going to be doing something uh special now with the wrist checks because we have <clears throat> we have so much fun doing them on air and kind of yep. um you know sharing what we have sharing our thoughts on some watches that we've been spending time with uh and we love hearing from our listeners uh it's it's always a pleasure to you know, see what you guys are wearing to kind of talk through DM or comments or email or anything like that. So uh, Kaz and I were just thinking right now uh, during the pre-talk, um, you know, every every week now, um, we're going to feature some shots um, on our Instagram uh, from listeners that want to get in on the uh, audio wrist check, except it won't be an audio wrist check. It'll be something else <laughs> so, so, so basically the way it works is we wanted to figure out a way to bring everyone together in a little community that we're creating because we're basically creating we're creating a community and I, I wanted to figure out a way with michael to where everyone can take part in that so basically um we want to figure out how you guys can take part in our risk checks that we do basically every monday on the show so monday to saturday if you take a risk check monday to, monday to saturday doesn't matter the day if you tag uh us so hash so 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 tag us like two broke wash knobs like the at symbol thing, and then yeah. actually tag us as you're taking a photo as if you're taking a photo of us. But then if you also use the hashtag two broke wash knobs, which a lot of you guys already are doing. So if you have been doing that already, huge huge thank you because you guys were the inspiration for this. Also, um, do that. So tag us in the photo. Actually, like tag us as if it's a photo of us, and then use the two broke wash knobs hashtag. Um, in your wrist check, what we're going to do is um, Sunday, we're going to choose the three that we thought were the coolest, and we're going to repost you guys on our feed and kind of give you props and kind of show everyone else in the community who follows our feed the awesome work that you guys are doing. Because the people who we actually follow, like they take really cool pictures and things. This is something I want to. Sorry, I'm having a, I'm having a, like a like an asthma attack. <laughs> this is something I want to emphasize. Also, it doesn't matter your photography level or what watch it is. What is important is that you take part in the actual community because I really truly believe a good niche community is not something for you just to, 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 to use as like a benchmark to measure your penis against. Like a good community is supposed to exist to make you better at that thing you're passionate about or to make you more involved in that thing you're passionate about. And for us, it's, it's, it's watches, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I really thought it was important to work with Michael to figure something out. And Michael had the, the idea also of just doing the whole regramming on Sunday thing. Uh, we just wanted to do this. So if you do a wrist check, tag us, hashtag us, uh, tag us actually as if it's a photo of us. That's really confusing. In, okay. So in the early days of Twitter, mm -hmm. when I was in a band and I wore girl pants. Uh-huh. Um, We've all been there. <laughs> it was called an at reply. So. Interesting. So yeah, it's oh, wow, Jesus. Okay, I feel I feel like we're talking about Latin now. Where this is like dead, this is like dead lead speak. <laughs> yeah. So at reply us and use the hashtag two broke watch snobs. Dude, I so. had I had a Latin dead language lead speak moment um at my last job because someone was <laughs> someone was typing to me and I'm like oh who will do do AFK bio and I, and I walked away. 
And it came, it came okay. Apparently, I'm the only asshole that knows what that means. AFK bio, uh, away from keyboard bio bathroom. I'm going to the bathroom. I have to perform a bodily function, so I'm away from keyboard because I'm going to the bathroom. And like I said that, and this person had was like panicked, like, "Are you okay? Do you need help?" Like, like, like <laughs> and so like they had like walked over to my desk, and I'm just like, "What's going on?" I was like, "I didn't know what I didn't know what AFBO meant." I'm like, AFBO, dude. Dude, man, come on. <laughs> Am I the <laughs> only person that knows what AFK Bio means? Am I the only person that played StarCraft in like the 90s <laughs> on my old CalPrint gateway computer? You know? I, I was more of a RuneScape guy. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Heavy, man. Look at that. <laughs> Dropping it. But uh, but yeah, so, so, so do the at reply. Is that what you said it was called? Yeah, yeah. The you, thing with the at symbol and our name. Yeah. Jesus, how old are we? <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point you guys know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> and friend us on MySpace. We'll and put you dude, on our find top us five. on find us on Friendster and on and on Second Life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I only have asthma attacks on the show? Not in the middle of like meetings when I need an excuse to leave the room. Only when we're recording do I have my <laughs> full-blown asthma attacks. But yeah, so wrist checks from Monday to Saturday. Anyone who listens, um, you know, uh, uh, hashtag us, tag us, at reply us, whatever the fuck it is, just do all of that stuff. We're going to choose the three that we think are just super, super cool. Now, super, super cool is defined not as the best quality or the most expensive watch. It's very much an objective assessment of like, dude, this is like a really cool wrist shot. Like, Let's fucking regram this. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you're shy about your camera skills, or if you're shy about your 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 watch, or whatever, dude, super, do not be shy about that at all. You know what I'm saying? Right. The point is to take part. So, um, this is something really, really important. We're really looking forward to it. Um, so when this show airs, basically, that's the start of it. You guys can just start doing that, and um, we'll reply to everyone so you know that you know we saw it and everything like that, and. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys put together because the, the the people that we follow and the shots we see are are, are pretty cool. I'm going to give a shout out right now. I know we're going to plan to uh, another shout out to PS Dance because his shots are really fun. <laughs> yeah, he's got that watch that I want. He's the, um, the Breitling Aerospace. Yeah, I like they they made a couple watches like that style with the that they're kind of like half analog, half digital. Correct. Yeah. Um, and they they made so many different types, uh, and um, you know some of them are some of them are gaudy, but some are kind of like cool at the same time. Um, it's a balanced thing. The one that he has is pretty balanced. Yes, yes, you know? it is. Yeah. So it's but he takes really cool shots. Like he takes a lot of um. Oh, he's somewhere in Canada, bro. Where the fuck do you live? It, like really, a lot of he's in uh, Vancouver. Vancouver, really, really cool. Like yes. local landmarks and like local art and like um, you know, hard sculptures and things like that and like toys and shit like that. It's really, 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 really fun stuff. Like it's 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 that type of stuff that like I you know I I I, I enjoy seeing. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what you guys put together. We'll, we'll also have all the information in the show, show description if somehow. Our our, our 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 stumbling banter didn't come didn't get the idea across to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the info in the <clears throat> in the actual Instagram post as well. And um, yeah, if you guys have any questions about that or 
or anything like that, definitely, you know, DM us or, or, or email us. Uh, do keep emailing us, guys, because we've been getting some really, really cool emails, and um, it's just always fun to hear from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, it, this, what we're doing is kind of like a virtual Two Broke Watch Snobs meetup. And yeah. kind of like that's one of – that's Hell a dream yeah. of mine to kind of like have like a meetup one day. That would be so cool. That would be super, um, super cool. As long as none of y'all are like serial killers or like or like, or like like corpse rapers, I think it would yeah. be super, <laughs> super cool. Well, I mean, we'll, okay, some serial killers can be there. Just don't serial kill any of us. You know what right. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, save the, that. Save that for the Star Trek meetup. You save uh, that shit for traffic and the highway where it belongs. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but um, that's that's where you let that shit out. All right. <laughs> I'll burn your fucking home down, Barabbas. <laughs> well, Barabbas. But we can. <laughs> um, are you ready to start and stop talking about Basel World? I'm so excited after this episode to not have like a Basel focused episode. But I am very excited to like finally digest everything that that's happened, kind of get <clears throat> get a reading on where we are and just figure out where we're going from here. There were some launches that made really, really positive and really, really negative impressions. I mean, I contemplated us and honestly, I, I, I almost decided to just hate watches after Basel and to just like change our name to like the two girl cookie snobs. Where we just like talk about cookies that we like, you know what I'm saying? I like cookies. I love cookies, bro. You want to talk about cookies, dude? Let's talk about pecan sandies. All right, man. I will fucking talk cookies all day, sweetie. Do you like cookies? My cat's here. You don't know what a cookie. Uh, it was. It was an interesting year because I think, um, <clears throat> like Basel World 2016, 2015, I was just getting bombarded. I was like, oh my god, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. Um, I don't know if my watch fast had anything to do with it, mm-hmm. um, but. It was it was kind of more divided. Like there was now there was like just a ton of stuff that I was like, ugh, and just kind of like some things that were like, wow, that's really really cool. Yeah. Um, but the uh, it was just meh overall. It. Uh, I, I mean, think the the major coverage the major coverage for me, um, most of it like we talked about this off air. The majority of it didn't really do anything because they weren't writing about watches that. I had any real interest in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Personally. Except yeah, everything I, you wrote about. I loved everything you wrote about. I, I wrote the, about one watch. I think it should publish um, soon. It was a Zin. I think, I think it was the series was from the 240 series or something like that. I think it's a 240. Okay. Um. Anyways, it's like a barrel shaped uh, Zin. Oh, it's, it's been a diver. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but this one is really cool. It has uh it has an internal bezel that you could use to um estimate high tide and low tide. That's, um, <laughs> that's so cool. And that and I'm like, that's that's pretty cool. And they also they also did one um for uh air rescue professionals in Germany, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I guess when you're a paramedic or something like that there's something called the golden hour and the platinum 10 minutes or something like that and okay. um this watch has scales like on the inside to track that so from the time like a person is injured to the time that uh, someone should be there responding is like something like the platinum 10 minutes or the golden hour 
um i'm not 100 100 sure on the specifics but i saw those two and i'm like wow that's that's it's, really cool it's probably some sort of like general benchmark that people use like the first 48 hours of a crime like if you don't solve the crime in the first 48 hours it's yeah un, it's unsolvable but that's obviously <laughs> not true but it's like a benchmark i feel like maybe some some uh law enforcement law enforcement yeah. professionals might use so. Yeah, so those 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 were two two watches that I didn't see covered. Actually, Zinn, uh, other than other than spots like Warren and Mound and stuff like that, Zinn usually doesn't get much coverage. Same thing with Squala. I didn't see much. Uh, yeah, the only stuff I saw from them was on Warren and Mound as well, and it wasn't even a lot. I think they did. I think they covered one or two. Pe- Actually, I didn't even think they covered. It. I think I just saw two pictures on yeah. their Instagram. From from the last from the last episode that we recorded, uh, did you see anything else that you? That you kind of liked? Oh yeah. Okay. So 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 okay. So yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna start talking about like specific pieces that we liked and didn't like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm fucking. I am all about the new Zodiac pieces that got announced. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like I don't think I talked about them last episode. I feel like some people are weird about Zodiac ever since the fossil purchase. You know, but. My understanding of the relationship is that Fossil basically purchased them and just bankrolled them to keep doing what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mine. Like, they didn't, like, say, okay, you guys, we're buying your factory and you're now going to make uh, marine chronometer cock rings. It's like, uh, dude, that's not really like... No, 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 We just need you to do rose gold-plated marine chronometer cock rings. Can, can you guys do it? Yeah, we can do it. We don't want to. That's too bad because we're signing your checks. It wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone about, about marine chronometers earlier, so that's, that's, that's the first thing I thought of. Uh, Watchdog, if you're listening, that one's for you. <clears throat> um, that, the, the, that's not how it works. Basically, they, they bought the company, and they're bankrolling their R&D, and they're still making the watches that they want to make. But what's really cool is they're using movements that Fossil is making in um, Switzerland, Switzerland. Sorry, I, 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 yes. I, al- I almost said the Czech Republic, and I'm like, whoa, hold on, wait a second. <laughs> no, it's a <laughs> no. Di- different place. <laughs> Those are very, very different places. I don't even think one of these is even called the Czech Republic anymore. I have to double check. <laughs> I don't think it's called it. It might be called. I don't know if they went through a name change or, or like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. <laughs> and okay. this is one of them. But yeah, they have their factory in Switzerland, and it's super, super cool because they're making movements specifically for fossil pieces, for the Zodiac pieces, and for micro brands. So um, Janus Trading, uh, the Azores, and the oh man, I forgot uh, the Antilles. I think it's called those pre-orders. Those are using the STP one. That's the first generation of STP movements that this fossil movement factory came out with, and they're basically really cool. Um, not ball busting price wise at a clones. So, so uh, just just a quick addition to that. I found out today that a brand from New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, called Moana is going to start using those movements as well. Moana, like the movie, like the Disney movie. Yeah, yeah, like like the Disney movie. It's someone's getting sued, man. Someone, <laughs> someone's going to get sued back to the fucking Mesozoic era. <laughs> if they're really so, going to. I know so Moana they, has existed before that, but I'm pretty sure oh, all the copyrights have been completed at this point. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. The brand is called Magretti, but the models are oh, called. Oh yeah, Moana. I know what we're talking. <laughs> Sorry. 
So no, you're I, good. I, I almost so, let that one go. So, so yeah, the brand is Magretti. Yes. The watches are called uh, the Moana Divers. That's still so, potentially an issue, but yeah, cool, interesting. So those are using the. I mean, more. We're seeing more and more brands uh, use the STP movements, and so um, I'm kind of getting this really cool understanding and appreciation of the current state of Zodiac watches, and they're still making these. They're, they're still making the Sea Wolves in like a super tasteful. 39, 40 millimeter. They're still doing those Jetomatics. I mean, they're making Sea Dragons. Is that like is is that a legacy one? They, um, it uses the Valgy seven seven five zero, or is that like a new thing they're doing? I those, have no idea. Those have been around for a bit, right around the time of the revival. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, my favorite is the um, the fifty three Sea Wolf. Oh yeah. Uh, oh with yeah. The, um, gosh, and that that new colorway that that you showed me from yeah. from this year is just there's I'm a. Not, I can't, I can't pull it off, but it looks really cool. Um, I don't know. I find I've, I've, I'm so the color Michael's talking about. Um, so this is what also really annoys me is that they Zodiac did not really get a lot of in the moment press, and so there was just like some random things Zodiac was putting up on their Instagram, and I'm like, oh man, like this is not a lot to go on, but I really love these fucking pieces. So Zodiac released, um, I believe it's a limited edition uh sea wolf 53 it comes in like a blue and orange and it's really 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 cool it's it's definitely a color I, I i do agree michael i think it's a color that might not be for everyone or that everyone might not feel comfortable pulling off but i'm in this weird like phase where for some reason i'm just like attracted to like um offbeat colors where there's still balance right. you know yeah so so it's really, really cool. Um, we'll put it up in the show notes. And uh, if you guys get the chance, go and check out Zodiac's Instagram page and check out the image. It's really, really cool. Like, I'm super, super into that. It has this new STP3-13 movement that they've put in there. So it's a bit more decorated. Um, they changed the regulator for the uh, balance wheel. I don't know how, like, I don't know. I don't know what that does. The thing is, they call it a swan neck regulator. I've never heard of a swan. I've heard of a swan bridge. Those the, the swan neck bridges you have on those Panerais, those old uh, Pam one elevens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I have I have no idea what the fuck a swan neck regulator is. But I don't know. It, that's, it, it, that's the part. That's the part of the press release that I copy paste. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's really. It's just really, really cool to see them making movements, like really, really cool movements, and also offering them for the micro brand world at a price that's not like. 200 bucks of fucking movement which is you know yeah. I, I, I don't think that's specifically what the edit movements are but production is slowly always being pulled back on the edit 2A24s and as a result price through retailers is always always going to start going up but if you have this company STP owned by Fossil who's making edit clones that basically if you design your watch around an edit the fucking movement's going to fit in there you know yeah. so <laughs> it's really cool so yeah they the Seawolf 53 and the blue and orange I really loved the other one, which was like super. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. It's almost it almost feels like a Franken watch, but I think it's just <laughs> edged to not being a Franken watch. It's the um, Zodiac Jetomatic Pilot. And yeah, so, that that one's got a that one's got a pretty pretty unique look to it. I, I haven't yes. seen anything like that. <clears throat> it's really really cool. So it has that sort of. Oh, let me pull up a picture. It does it have an internal bezel. I think so. It look it looks like it, and it, I mean, like, hey, like Zodiac. I think, I think people should pay attention to the brand. It, you know, dude, hell they yes, were, they were right in there, like nineteen fifty three. You know, 
I think was the first uh, sea wolf, and that's that's like the sweet spot for for like the iconic divers. That's that's the same era that we got we got the sub, we got the fifty fathoms. Um, and dude, you know, he, he, here's the thing: they're still doing that, but they're not making it. You know, forty-two millimeters, forty-three millimeters, forty-four yeah. to compete. They're still doing thirty-nine millimeter, forty millimeter, really fucking tasteful dive watches. So I have a picture right now of this jet o jet omatic pilot. Um, I thought there was an internal bezel. There isn't, but basically, it's sort of it's sort of uh, inspired. I think in terms of the case shape, kind of by the Seawolf fifty-three, except there's more curves. But okay. it has these like. Um, it has very similar kind of, I guess, pilot hands to the Seiko SNK. So it is sort of like sword slash spear hands. It has, well, the sexiest part to me, it has a pilot crown, like a fleeger crown, like that onion, like that really pointy yeah. onion, you know? Yeah. It's got these really clear uh, uh, numbers. It has, for indices, it has these spikes. It has a date at around between the four and the five. The date wheel has been like throwing some people off, but I like it. I like it because it's decorated in a way which kind of adds to the really cool, almost like small production, funky retro watch vibe. I couldn't think of like a non-douchier way of saying that, but those are the is words it, that just is came it out limited? of my mouth. Is it limited? There's two versions, I believe. There's one that's limited, which comes in like a blue and orange, similar, okay. but not quite as saturated as the Seawolf 53. And there's one that I'm looking at right now. It looks to be coming in in like a... A green like a very very soft soft unsaturated lime green and like a black it looks like see i'm i'm questioning every sentence i say because there's nothing online <laughs> there's nothing online about this fucking watch except the yeah. picture yeah I'm, I'm i was trying to you know Bro, there's nothing around in google right now there's there's nothing there's nothing about the fucking watch online but what i love even more is the price point on these watches hold on i have to burp oh, jesus christ i'm a mess Ah, uh, you should you should have just done it right right in the mic, man. No, dude, I can't. I, I was I I'm I, I'm still upset about the thin bins last episode. All right? I'll, I'll sample I'll sample a burp in there. <laughs> <laughs> just an Arnold burp. Just an Arnold burp. I don't know. How, I don't know how. I mean, how how would we know it's an Arnold burp? Um, do accents do accents come out in burps? Aren't aren't burps like the universal language? Isn't a burp um, the same here as it is in like in like Rhodesia or oh my god, uh, Zim. <laughs> It is not called Rhodesia anymore. In Zimbabwe, I, I, I did it again. Um, I think burps are like the universal language, dude. We are yet again getting off topic. We are super <laughs> off topic. But um, but yeah, so there is a... a, a the non-limited uh, is just under a thousand bucks. And so this... I love that price point because it's an in-house movement. It's um, it's Zodiac. It's still an American company. I think I think they're in Texas. Someone super correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I could have sworn they were in Texas. Hmm. I could I could I could totally be wrong. No, I'm, I'm, I might be getting confused by something else, but it's something that really really caught my attention as a Basil release that felt like it was for me, like the normal particular watch enthusiast, not the guy that just wants to buy like the gummy bear encrusted Rolex. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like 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 it was. It's really really cool. So if you're if you want a watch and you really want a dive watch, but you're sort of disenchanted to everything that's around you, definitely check Zodiac out. Like, really, it's really, I found it super fucking refreshing. Like, I yeah. happened upon it by chance 
I think on my feed, on our feed, on Instagram, and I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, like Zodiac, Zodiac never makes posts <laughs> on Instagram. And then uh, the first thing I saw was the um, this Jetomatic. So um, I'm gonna do, oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna call up those two pieces, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna get one of those watches. I just yeah, gotta, I, think, fi- I just gotta figure out which one. I think Zodiac, um, <clears throat> along with one of the brands that I'm gonna mention. Which is uh, Rado or Rado? Rado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this. Um, I think those are two pretty good contenders for um, these new segments that we were talking about. Potentially doing uh, watch brands that we know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. So huge shout out to Watches Off because you inspired this. Um, we're not going to debut it this episode, but we're going to debut it soon. Yeah. We want Michael and I want to do a segment that's literally called uh, like 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 you know watch brands we know nothing about. And so basically. <laughs> We choose a watch brand off air. We spend a week. We do research. We come on the show. We talk about the brand. You know what I mean? And I think Rado would be a fucking incredible contender. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> all I know about Rado is that they are Swiss. I th- I think they're Swatch. I think they're Swatch owned. Right? I'm not, I'm not sure. All I ever knew about them was that they made mm-hmm. these, you know, these dressy watches. They did some things with um, kind of like space age materials uh before some limited releases that were really cool uh but the designs almost border like fashion watch uh yes. territory uh, and we, then we talked offline the only other thing i know about them is according to my mom they were super popular <clears throat> back in the day or maybe still now in the like india subcontinent area where she grew up so like in the the india pakistan area like apparently apparently they're popular there interesting <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know yeah, and um, I don't know where I saw it first. Uh, it might have been Instagram as well, but they reissued a watch. Uh, I think they made in the fifties mm, or sixties or something like that. And uh, it's really, I think, yeah, sixties. Um, funny name. It's called the Captain Cook. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of it, but it's just. Um, you know, uh, for for a Basel world where we saw so many uh, vintage inspired divers, um, somebody made the joke that it, it felt like Basel world like fifty seven. Um, <laughs> uh, but they they I think they did it right. You know, uh, I didn't know about this watch before until I saw the reissue, and uh, I'm pull the picture. It's just it's it's right on the money, man. It's a it's a thirty seven millimeter nice. uh, dive watch. Nice. And uh, it's, I think it's going to be limited edition. This was also the year of the limited edition for some reason. Dude, every, um, everyone and their fucking grandmother has a limited edition watch. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I think I think it's uh, 1800, 1800 for this one, which is not, it's not cheap. But we were also discussing uh, Basel World this year. Um, the term value was getting tossed around a lot but it was it's, you it's kind of like you sent me that new york times article yeah yeah so it's it's kind of a it's kind this, of a this is a cool cheap, watch yeah yeah it but you know value is kind of like a cheap term uh <laughs> these days when, when we're yeah, talking I'm, about watches i'm not i'm not having any value if i spend 1800 bucks on anything except a fucking heart transplant okay <laughs> that's that's a lot of fucking money those might be a little more. I think I, I think, think they're. <laughs> I think you got. I think you got some value if you paid eighteen hundred for a, 
for a heart transplant. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't know, man. I don't know things. I know, I know seven things, and heart transplants is not one of them. But eighteen hundred, um, it's still it's very competitive uh, for a limited edition, yes. uh, historically correct diver. Uh, it looks really cool, but still in the eighteen hundred dollar range, you're competing with Oris. Uh, you know, with the Diver 65 and the Oris uh, Aquas models, which there are like a ton of new variations this year, by the way. Yeah. Um, in 1800, you're also climbing into the um, the range of the Doxa Sub 300 50th oh, anniversary yeah. model, which they were still they were still displaying at Basel this year. Uh, it gets me really excited because um, <laughs> that means they might still have some. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that Rado is it, it looks it looks great. It's just uh, it's just an honest, you know, vintage inspired diver. There's nothing um, there's nothing crazy about it, and I, I think it's gonna you know draw some eyes to the brand. It's um, smart because to your point, a lot of what they've been putting out has felt like like I don't know the word chintzy, but like weird cheap fashion brand watches. I mean, they're not a, they're not like a cheap fashion brand brand. I don't think you know what I mean. Yeah. So. It was interesting to do the honest, subtle, like vintage diver. Like we're not we're not going to attempt to like modernize this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is like a hardcore throwback dive watch. I was just looking at a picture. It's super super cool looking. What yeah. do you do? You know what's inside of it in terms of movement? I don't actually. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I'm not sure what they would use. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know the same. You know. Same thing happened with uh, with Longines this year. I was very impressed with almost everything that they released. Yeah. Uh, from the VHP, very high-precision quartz stuff that they have. Um, they were doing these, uh, kind of at the booth, they had these... Um, these tables where they had, you know, they had the watches laid out and they would just <clears throat> kind of stick a magnet right next to the freaking watch. And it would just... It would just like jam up the seconds hand, but as soon as you pull it away, um, the watch knew where to go back what? to like track the time. So it was like that's so cool. This very high precision movement with like these crazy anti magnetic properties. Um, they came out with the uh, the record collection, which is their first Cosk uh, chronometer certified um, family of watches. Cool. So, and they make them in like four sizes. So like 26 millimeter and a 30 millimeter for the women's models. And then um, some other sizes for guys like mother of pearl dials, diamond set cases, just something for everyone. And um, it was really cool. But the one that, the Mm -hmm. one that stuck out for me besides the flagship was the, the 1945 um, I think it's pretty cool looking, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is very cool. Um, I'm kind of weird about where they placed the sub dial. It hey. looks it looks a little strange. I mean, it kind of it looks like an picture. afterthought because the original was. Um, I think the original was something like 37, uh, and they might have just blown up the case without really considering that sub dial and where it would be. Um, but overall, it's it's a very impressive release, and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna do well when it when it comes out. 
So what, you got the subdial. The subdial is at 6 o'clock, but it's a little close to the center. Is that your issue? Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like they kind of moved it up, or they blew up the case without really, like, expanding that subdial. I think for some um, reason they really want to get the word automatic on there. Yeah, that's that's another weird thing. I, I don't think I don't think that was there before. Oh, because I think I think the old one was a manual wind. Yeah. Um, so if so, they just didn't give a shit about the word automatic being there, they could have it lower and it would have been fun. Well, yeah. the other question is also, um, was this movement made for the watch or was it? Is this an already established Longines? It's it's probably an Etta if it's Longines. Yeah, it's in it's an L six oh nine, so it's like a twenty eight ninety five Etta. Okay. Um, but you know, Swatch Group they get you know first pick. Yeah, of um, course. But yeah, seventeen hundred bucks, man. I, you know, once again, that's not cheap. But to have like a like a pretty cool like Calatrava style, um, you know, dressy watch that you could dress down with the strap. It's you know, it's it's a cool release. Um, this thing does. This thing accomplishes one of the things that is probably. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show, but one of my weirdest pet peeves, because I have no business calling this out as a pet peeve, because I have one watch that is hardcore guilty of this. Um, okay. The hour hands actually stop at the hour markers, and the minute hand actually stops at the minute ticks. So they're quite long, is that that's They're what quite you're long, but they're, they're yeah. perfect. So, like, I'm looking at it right now. The hour hand, it's on the 10. It's right perfectly pointing at the 10. There's not, like, a fucking football field between the two. You know what I mean? Like they, I, I find that to be a mark of quality. Actually, same, same here. My so. Raketa Big Zero does not do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean the the thirty nine the thirty nine millimeter uh, Explorer One when they came out with it, uh, they just said fuck it. We're they just kept the, the same hands, hands on it, <laughs> so it did have a freaking football field between <laughs> the point and the the indice. That's so, fucking um, awesome. <laughs> And they they rectified that mistake in in 2016, um, but that's that's a cool one. They also had kind of like a heavy hitter that I'm surprised was not covered more. It was so it's limited to 90 pieces, and it's the um, it's the Lindbergh watch. That's so it. I was I was of, gonna ask you if you saw it. The thing I think is really cool, actually. It's really cool. I don't know how it works in terms of. Yeah, in terms in terms of like dead reckoning or like pilot navigation. I'm sure it's actually a tool, and I have no idea how to use it. <laughs> or or if Lindbergh actually used it, um, I think um, he's sort of wrongfully immortalized, anyways. <laughs> but um, that's a whole it's... other episode, man. That's a whole <laughs> other episode. I do I do dig this. Uh, it's a it's like a it's like an onion bulb crown on this thing, like super. It looks really tactile, like it, like it's nice to manipulate. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big forty six uh, millimeter pilot's watch, but it has, it's not a, um, it's not part of like the Flieger design language. No, it's not. It's not part of like you know, the old, um, like Breitling, like Navitimer watches. It's just kind of its own. Uh, pilot's watch and i don't think there's there's anything like it in terms of um in terms of pilot watches so when no, i saw that i was yeah. like wow that thing is cool but <clears throat> nine, 90 pieces i'm not sure i'm not even sure how much it costs a million dollars i doubt it um it, it's it's definitely it definitely doesn't look like anything else but not in the same way that like a gross richard meal or a new blow would you know what i mean like it's it's very right. very tasteful 
No, you, Michael, you correct me if I'm wrong because I don't I, I don't know terms. Are these technically brigade hands? Uh let me let me pull it up. They I sort of I they sort of look like it. Gene Lindbergh. Hmm. They yes yes they have that See, that's, brigade. That's that's interesting to have yeah. on a pilot watch. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's really really cool. It's it it helps the watch feel um, everyday wearable like it's a dress watch but it's obviously also i assume still some kind of fucking tool i, I have no idea what this is i have yeah, no idea what i'm looking at it, it's it's a beautiful watch i mean this you know this year was also the 185th anniversary of uh of launching so they Jesus. they kind of they have history on their side when it comes to tapping into their archives and pulling out these of course these like crazy designs and um you know, with the exception of um, brands that really try to stay true to vintage, like Glycine or Doxa and stuff like that, I think the Longines like Heritage series does like it's incredible. One of the best jobs yeah. at like sort of retaining that old world look and kind of putting it into a package that is easy for consumers to. Uh, digest it's done <laughs> both it's, in, both it's, in terms of look and price <laughs> they're done very well the, i have a problem with some of the with the retail prices on some of the pieces secondhand yes. the prices are super oh, super yeah. reasonable there's an ad not too far from me here and i was in there and i was looking at these pieces in person and i'm like man like these are like like they're the, the whole heritage line like every piece feels like it was created in a vacuum very thoughtfully but still yeah. very true to whatever it was supposed to be inspired by it's really 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 cool stuff and you know lon lon jean has um you know i i've always viewed them in a good light uh especially after you and i visited that one uh boutique together yep i think everyone was super helpful uh we got to handle some really expensive watches um you know my favorite part of that visit is the sales rep who was assisting us she goes, oh, and this is the watch that uh, you know Simon Baker wears. Who the fuck is, who the fuck is Simon Baker? <laughs> yes, yes. And um, is, did he invent the artificial heart? Because if he did, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't know who Simon Baker is. Do I, I mean Becky knows who he is? Because apparently he's in like a movie or yes. something like that. Kate Kate Winslet is also a brand ambassador. See, I know who she is, or at least I know, I know who her, she I, is. I know her name. Oh um, no, wait, I'm thinking of Kate Beckinsale. I have no idea who Kate Winslet is. Kate Winslet was the one in Titanic. Oh, Christ box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, a, that, was a, that was a long time ago. Jesus. And and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, my God. I, I really like that movie. <laughs> Having lived on Long Island, I really like that movie. <laughs> Does your friend still have that that one lonely typewriter in the corner? Was it you that was telling me that story? <laughs> that just has that one line, meet me in Montauk? <laughs> <laughs> No. Was that you or was that somebody else? That must, have been, that must have been someone other than me who was way cooler than me, who has way cooler <laughs> friends. Yeah, somebody somebody told me they had a friend that lived on Long Island. They bought some old like like Emerson typewriter or something. And it was just like the only decorative piece in their entire oh like God. shitty like 400 square foot studio apartment. And it just had one piece of paper with one line and it said, meet me in Montauk. That is but. fucking awesome. No, that was that was not me, but that is that, that that that's a good use of fifty bucks or however much that person spent on that typewriter. Okay, but um, either way, yeah, I was I was very impressed with Longine, and uh, 
as someone who has always been into <laughs> that Calatrava esque design, yeah. um, you know, seeing that seeing that 1945 uh, reissue was was really really cool. Um, you mentioned to me that you saw something from Casio that you wanted to talk about. I like Casio a lot. I I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, Michael. <laughs> I, yeah, I like them too. I just don't like this watch. I don't get it. You don't like this? This watch is incredible. Okay, so so I'm 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 super into uh, Casio right now because I've been looking at the how, how the fuck do you say it? Oce- Oceanus Oceanus series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oceanus. Sure. Yeah. Oceanus. <laughs> um, it's really cool. Uh, they're like the the, the GPS watches, um, and they basically they coordinate with like six different satellites wherever you are in the world to adjust for whatever time zone you're in. But they're designed like really, really, really well. It's something I always like. I always like seeing something designed well and with good balance. And if it doesn't have balance, whatever extreme it goes towards, there has to be an aesthetic purpose for it, like. I understand why fleegers have giant fucking crowns. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that. Right. Like that makes sense to me. And so there's something to, for some reason, about the um, Casio Oceanus series, where even though it's all very, very busy, there's a lot going on. They're still done in a really cool, balanced way. But I'm not going to talk about the Casio Oceanus. I'm going to talk about. The fucking Casio. I need to pull up the article because I don't remember any of the well, words. Well, that that one has GPS as well, right? Yeah, that one actually is like known as the GPS one, the Oceana series. This one I'm talking about is the Casio Mister G. So but does does the Mister G have GPS? It does. It has that, like see, see that that in itself is amazing. Because oh yeah, you know, like just the fact that that tiny thing on your wrist, or like even our, I guess our cell phones do it, but like. We have a constellation of 24 GPS satellites and some Casio on your wrist is like tapping into that. <laughs> it just so blows me away. I'm going to pull up blurbs from this thing. So if you guys don't know, Mr. G um, is not like the name of my first landlord in New York. Uh, or, Mr. Or, or a wrestler. Or a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, Mr. G, he's dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you ever watch wrestling as a kid? I never watched wrestling. Oh I, man, that was my jam. That was my jam as a kid. Was fucking wrestling, dude. If if Damn. the listeners if the listeners can't can't figure it out by now, I got beat up a lot by kids <laughs> that, that that watched wrestling. So um, no, I never never watched wrestling. Dude, I never won a fight in my life. I tried <laughs> to win every fight by doing the tombstone pile driver, and it's not possible in like the real world to do. You've no idea what I'm talking about, Michael. But the listeners understand. <laughs> no, it is not possible to do that in an actual fight. Like I can't ask someone to shift their weight with me as I turn them upside down and drop them on their head. That's not gonna <laughs> happen. You know? Bro, oh, bro, let's let's do a standing sixty nine. And then I'll just fucking drop you on your head. I'm still lost. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine, Michael. It's fine. It's it's it's, it's for the watch fan. <laughs> <laughs> so the, so so Mister God, I'm so off track. Mister G is not my first landlord or the name of a wrestler. Mister G is like the. It's part of the. It's considered within the G Shock Casio G Shock line, but it's like the the upper tier upper echelon like these are not like what you buy at mall kiosks like this watch in particular i'm going to talk about is in these, ex- these in- are the dubai acceptable g-shocks oh yeah oh yeah 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 <laughs> you could you could show up to a fucking dubai donkey show wearing one of these and it's totally cool you know what i mean 
<laughs> I, I, I assume they have donkey shows in Dubai. Well, they're probably camel shows in Dubai. Off track. <laughs> Super off track. Um, so this watch I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the price, but I will tell you right now, it is in excess of like 2000 bucks, which for me is like where I say, listen, man, I, I want to save that money for when I need a new heart. No, Kev, it's it's seventy four hundred dollars. I was gonna say it was in excess of two thousand bucks, <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna reveal the price later, man. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The watch is seventy four hundred dollars. To Casio, Mister G, like top of the line G Shock. But I, I'm gonna pick up blurbs from this press release because I love this watch because it's like a, a really beautiful balance between like traditional crafting techniques and just straight up fucking technology. That really, really gets me going because I feel like it's designed very well. So, blah, blah, blah. The first ever Bluetooth-connected Mr. G is handcrafted using a traditional Japanese hammer tone technique with colors inspired by a Japanese cloud dragon. So, what? uh... What do you mean? I don't know. It's like it's got blues and, like, whites and, like, cloudy colors and, like, fog colors. So... Uh, the timepiece features a three-way time sync, uh, made possible Bluetooth connectivity and G-Shock's GPS hybrid wave capacitor technology. It measures time from anywhere you are on the Earth. You can also use a specific Casio app on your phone with the watch. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Latest collaboration. This is the part that really, really got me going. Uh, this is the latest collaboration with third-generation master metal craftsman Biho... B... Mm, I'm sorry, guys. Bihou Asano, I do not know Japanese, took it for three years, don't know a word of it. Uh, Bihou Asano, who individually hammered each bezel, each bezel and band using a, a su-iki technique with a kasumi finish, a traditional crafting method that creates a unique relief pattern through the hammering process. All, uh, all combos that you can order from the... Um fast sushi menu i was i was so hoping you were gonna say all street fighter combos because all of those do sound like combo moves on street fighter i'm so sorry guys i'm all i've literally just been drinking tea and beer the whole day so i'm like i'm not here i'm like i'm not here right now i was dealing with all that bullshit at work i was telling you about it was fucking hilarious but um but the last part i want to read here the colors found in the bezel and on the hands are reminiscent of colors featured on a traditional cloud dragon, quote, Japan blue. So, yes, that was potentially convoluted. <laughs> it's just, it's so much. I'll even argue the watch is potentially over-designed and maybe over-engineered. Over but I still enjoy the execution because I saw the picture first and said holy shit like this thing like this thing was designed with intelligence like it was designed with a plan it wasn't someone just pissing in the dark and hoping to hit the seat not the seat you don't I mean you, guys we don't pee on the seat maybe well, some of you might pee on the seats but i don't pee on the seat i have a i have a fiance a woman <laughs> and so it's it's not like someone just like just throwing darts in the dark that's better there's no pissing in darts or there could be you know what i'm saying so there's this it's really attracted me to the watch and i think the same reasons why i'm attracted to a lot of the casio uh, oceanus series and so i mean in the future keep an eye out i mean i might pick up one of those casio oceanus uh, pieces i mean there are some really really cool ones in like the 800 dollars region which are like they're on like you know the 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 the, the six wave you know um 
GPS like a uh, satellite thing. You know, I have no idea. Michael, you're, you're better acquainted with it than I am because you know all these things. But um, <laughs> it's really, really, really cool. I might get one of those, but I was I made that choice before I saw the Zodiac pieces, and I'm like, mm, I could take mm. that Oceanus money <laughs> and put it in a sweet Zodiac Seawolf 53. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I, those, I, those are just a hair over a thousand. I think. Yeah. Uh, on the bracelets, I think it is, or it might be just over or just under. So here's the other really annoying thing: Zodiac in the states, in the United States um, of America, only sells through a website called Watch Station. I think it's WatchStation.com or WatchStationInternational.com. Um, so if you live in the states, you've probably seen them. They have a lot of kiosks, like those random like booths in the middle of like where you're trying to walk. You know what I mean? And they mainly sell like fashion brands like Burberry, Kate Spade, or here you go, Fossil. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they're at these stores, because Fossil owns Zodiac. And so every now and then some independent jewelers might carry Zodiac, but it's very rare in what I'm just researching that they'll have them in the store. They can order them for you, you know? So, yeah. um, and so the point I was bringing up with WatchStation is I think I, I think there are some online coupons I can use to bring the price down. Which is like the good part, I guess, of it okay. being on WatchStation. You know what I mean? Cool. Like right now, there's like a 15% off your order if you sign up for emails thing. You know? So so those are the two watches that I that really had. What was that? Nothing. <laughs> it literally, that literally sounds like a sound effect from Super Smash Brothers, bro. Are you having like, <laughs> are you having, are you having like a Super Smash Brothers fight and you didn't invite me? No. Yeah, I just I just have the GameCube set up and I'm just playing the whole time. GameCube, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say we. You said fucking GameCube right there, dude. Yeah, man. What what else do you play Smash Brothers on? I guess I the Nintendo 64. But uh, did it come out on the 64 too? Yeah, man. Jesus, <laughs> my friend, my buddy. He listens to the show sometimes. So his name's also Mike. So Mike, if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, he's moving out of the country. He's like, "Hey, man, getting rid of all this stuff and getting rid of these uh these guitars and getting rid of like all this stuff and like I think he said like some cooking stuff and like oh I also have your Nintendo sixty four. I'm like, yo, mail that Nintendo sixty four to me. Burn everything else. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you... They're getting they're getting expensive, man. Mine some, still some... works. Yeah, some of the old ones on eBay are like fetching crazy money. But... I'm never I'm never selling that. I'm I'm gonna have that shit cremated with my fucking disgusting body. Like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not selling that console. That, that is a very special console to me. That and my PlayStation 1. Oh, man. But yeah, so I was pretty smitten with Zodiac. Um, obviously, I'm not going to buy this Mr. G, but um, I think it's... For people who aren't really aware of other watches that Casio does, or really that Casio is like a really, really viable like watch manufacturing competitor. Like They don't just make, like, you know watches you buy at Kmart like they built some fucking fantastic pieces obviously we've talked about the DW um, 5600 you know what I mean but in addition to that they're still doing some really really cool shit so I felt it important to bring up that Mr. G um, but in terms of what I'll actually may buy I'm looking at the Zodiac man um, it's going to be the Seawolf or it's going to be this really really interesting pilot watch they're doing yeah, which which one? I we were trying to figure out the issue of where to buy, where to buy Zodiac, and what the hell was happening to Glycine. 
Oh my god, week. dude! Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I love the Glycine Airman number one, and you suggested bringing it up on air, so I will. Yes, um, go f- go for it, dude. All you. So, Zodiac is only available um, watch station, uh, mall kiosks or whatever. Um, and Glycine, I can't figure out what the hell happened to them, because they make what I think is one of the coolest pilot watches, um, the Glycine Airman number one, which I think they reissued in 2015. Right. Yeah, um, two years. Two years ago. But the watch, the watch came out with a retail price of over two thousand dollars. Um, a lot of cheddar. It's a lot of raquettas. It's <laughs> a lot of raquettas. And now, you know, I've I found a reputable seller, um, you know, that that has sold them for like below nine hundred. So um, we were Kaz and I were trying to figure out what the heck was going on or what the best place to buy one would be because I I think it's a handsome um, kind of like dual or triple time watch. It's a goddamn um, gorgeous watch. Really, really cool stuff. I don't. Th- I didn't see anything. Um, anything from them uh, as far as Basel girl goes. So uh, they have. I told you they have like one PDF on their site of supposedly new releases. Well, uh, they're owned. We figured out who they're owned by now. They were. They were. Did, did you want to reveal that now or later? Yeah, Invicta. So Invicta bought them a while ago. I forgot about that. So um, <laughs> I saw some comments joking. Um, you know, saying that, well, that's that's the Invicta 80% price cut. <laughs> so now you can find them. <laughs> you can that's find a good, them. For, that's a good point, actually. Um, you can find them for super cheap. But if anybody has any experience with uh, Glycine, let me know. I didn't see anything this year um, at Basel, or I don't even know if they had a booth. Um, I don't know. This is why we need to go. Yeah, we do. So one we need watch. to go and we want to live stream the whole fucking thing. The whole thing. Bath, <laughs> bathrooms, food, everything. You're going to see it all, guys. Another another watch that I was really surprised <clears throat> by. Um, it's another brand that I know nothing about. Um, is uh, Tissot. And oh, that chronograph? Yeah, they came out with a chronograph. Um, so it's a mechanical chronograph. Uh, one thousand four hundred fifty dollars on a mesh bracelet, and I think it's like thirty nine millimeters. Yeah, and it's an Eta. Um, what's the Eta chronograph movement? The Eta. It's like a twenty eight ninety four. I think oh, it is. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I got confused. I think it's something like something like that. We'll, 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 we'll put it in the notes. But yeah, it's uh, the So Heritage nineteen forty eight chronograph. Looks great. Uh, like I said, below $1,500. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the date window placement. It looks kind of weird. But uh, overall, it's a very handsome watch. And mm-hmm. um, with Tissot, I think kind of like a ton of people, like the the Viso date um, is a pretty pretty popular one that I've seen. Yep. Uh, but this chronograph, is like <clears throat> they're going to sell some crazy amounts. Um, what's the uh, what's what's the model called? Again? I'm trying to Google. It. I can't remember how you said. It's the So Heritage 1948 chronograph. 1948. Yeah. So another um, kind of really really early design. It's white dial, three register chronograph. Um, 
you know, date window at 4.30, which is kind of like the weirdest part, but, um, you know, beautiful watch over all these, like, kind of like squarish pushers, um, big crown. Oh, so my choices and links to click are either Hodinky or Fratello. Which one should I... <laughs> who, who should I give the clicks to? Fratello? I've, I think Hodinky might have actual photos. Um, Fratello might too, so <laughs> you're good either way. Fratello um, it is. <laughs> but it's... Uh, I think I think it's a pretty beautiful watch, and and of you know, considering the both the Rado and the um, some of the other watches we talked about falls way below. Um, this is an interesting watch. The, I see what you're saying about the date window. It makes the it makes the, the date window placement makes the watch feel like um, an assembly line watch. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think there's any like um, I don't think there's any finishing. Uh, as far as the aperture goes, uh, no, it's that's, just there's like there's there, there's some beveling, but I would have I would have liked some sort of maybe like a like a window insert similar to the the finish on the little on the little markers, like a little stainless steel. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could have been cool. Yeah, I love these hands, beautiful hands on this motherfucker. Yeah, cool, cool watch overall. Um, you know, both both that one and um, another brand that's kind of controversial because they're they're um kind of super new um they got torn apart um <laughs> with their first release um is a brand called Manta and um oh shit i i keep seeing that brand around and i know nothing about them so they're a good candidate for the segment watch brands we know nothing about well they they they're totally new um they, they okay that makes sense they basically they they branch off from a company called Everest that makes um some of the best uh, integrated rubber straps for Rolex watches. Um, gotcha. Okay. You know, really high-end rubber straps that just fit perfectly, like just perfectly engineered for um, for Rolex, like divers and stuff like that. And Manta is like an extension of the brand, um, and like it's it's their own internal watch brand. Uh, and they came out with the Ocean King, I think it is, their diver. And now they have something called the Sky Quest, which is their GMT model, which I think looks pretty cool. Um, is, and, is, uh, isn't Sky Quest the name of the ship in Final Fantasy Nine? I never played Nine. You never played? Oh, man. I never played Nine. I did seven, eight, and ten mostly. You literally skipped nine. It was, it, it was, it, I'm not, it was. It's, it's complicated. It's complicated. But yeah, no. Okay. That, so what's, what was it? It's the Sky Quest. Sky yeah. Quest. Okay. Monta <laughs> Sky Quest. I think Fratello has like, uh, like some original photos as well. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, the GMT hand is kind of Rolex-ish, but okay. Really, that's where the similarity ends, if you ask me. Um. And those those were kind of like that's kind of it, you know. Besides the the Omega trilogy releases, which I think are just like the winners <laughs> in every way. Those oh my were, god, yeah. Those were my favorite um, <clears throat> Basel watches. By the way, if you are gonna buy one of those watches, do not buy the set because somebody somebody brought it to our attention. Um, I think it was BA. It was either BA watch picks or watches off. I think actually, actually, it was both of them. I think it was both of them. Um, yeah. If you buy the trilogy set, if you have a spare twenty one thousand six hundred dollars lying around and you want to buy the box set, um, Omega is going to put the number of the um, 
edition right on the dial so not on the case back it's just on the dial and that's cool if you have like zero zero one but if you have like 246 <laughs> like some random number <laughs> i never that's, thought of that that's, that's hilarious just kind of, that's just cluttering up your dial i think <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know why you can't just put that on the case back anyways um they were some of the most beautiful watches uh released at basel um, I'm super into that Railmaster. Yeah, yeah, the Railmaster is beautiful. Cool. Um, master we, chronometer, you know. Do we have time? Because I think I think we we might have made a concerted effort to not talk about Seiko, but can we have a few words, or do you want to save that for another episode? We can have a few words, but speak your mind. <laughs> what do you think about discontinuing the cocktail time and then putting all those different cocktail time dials with the new crowns? in the presage line and all those different inter- like i i i want to hear your opinion and then i'm going to tell you why i don't like them i'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind okay i never <laughs> liked the cocktail time <laughs> well that's right we've talked Ever. about this we've talked about this off air like forever ago i brought it i, we, I think this is when we were working together i think i had a picture on my phone I'm like dude look how cool this is you're like it's okay, I guess. And that was it. <laughs> that was like how much we talked about it. <laughs> I just I don't like them. What is, it's like a like a famous bartender, and they made a watch for him. Um, he's some sort of uh, award-winning Japanese bartender, and I think he had some sort of input in the creation of the watch. Hence the name uh, Cocktail Time. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, the thing is, it's a dress watch, Michael. You don't. You, it's it's a pure unlegible <laughs> dress watch you don't well, do now, now it's even worse because they put this huge power reserve indicator that spans like three quarters of the dial Wait, it has a power um, reserve i thought it just used the 4r35 or whatever the fuck it's called yeah it's not seiko puts power reserve indicators on automatic watches which is fun um <laughs> but now it has that there there is kind of there is still a pure cocktail time um but you know it i i guess they're introducing some some new variety while um kind of stirring some some awareness for the uh presage line which i think is another one of their goals I, I, I agree. I think there were better ways to bring attention towards Versace line. I think putting more emphasis on those enamel dials they put out, which were fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like that was like a Basel, like a pre-Basel like pre That was like pre-Basel. And like, yeah. so I found that kind of annoying. I liked the cocktail time. I don't like the cocktail time in the presage line because it's like, do you remember that meme back in the day? The Facebook guy is like, hey, man, we you like Facebook. So we put Facebook on your Facebook, so you can Facebook on your Facebook. Do you do you do you remember that meme? Exhibit? Is that is that is that exhibit? I thought I thought yeah, it was a yeah. black dude. Oh my god! This my, my world. Yes, that's that's exhibit. Yes. yes. <laughs> he he was very upset. He was very upset about those memes. When very very vocal about it too. But yes, that, that is exhibit. Mister Exhibit, dog, if you listen dog. and you are upset, that I brought the meme up. I'm super sorry. I didn't know. That was, you know I just I I've never dude. Every image I've seen of that meme is like grainy. It's like three pixels. So yeah, like I it's couldn't ever like screen screenshot of a screenshot most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the cocktail time in this many iterations in Presage feels like that. Yo, dog, who's like cocktail time? Should we put cocktail time in Presage? Should have cocktail time? Cocktail time, man. I'm like, dude, like I didn't like. I would have loved to have seen. 
all those different cocktail time models, if those were all new, distinct models, that would have been credible. What yeah. better what better way to bring attention to Presage than to introduce six or seven, however the fuck man they made, really, really cool watches where people will be like, whoa, that's fucking I want that. I don't care if it's like a Seiko Presage or or wherever the fuck it is, like that's just a cool watch. Because I think the idea was to attract everyone like me who liked the cocktail time. They're like, oh, I like the cocktail time, but now it's in this Presage thing. I guess I better buy it. It's like, dude, no, you're liking Presage for the wrong reasons. You know? That's my yeah. little rant. That's why I'm a little weird. Um, so yeah, listeners, if you were holding off on buying a cocktail time with the 6R15, now it's time to do it. Because they're probably going to get expensive because they're discontinued. Yeah, together with a lot of the um, the Alpinist? Sarb Sarb watches. Oh, and the yeah. Sarb, the Sarb. Yeah. That's what the um, that zero three three or zero three five or both. What the fuck was it? Yeah, I think yeah, both of those. That's the white and the black dial. The three three is black. Three five is white. Um, Man, god damn. And I, I and I think the Alpinist as well. Yeah. Um. So, any watch you loved with the six R fifteen movement in it is gone. <laughs> 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 that's the fucking headline. All right. <laughs> Well, the the next the next big six uh, R fifteen watch, and uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, is the kind of re envisioned sixty uh, two MAS modern edition, uh, non limited. So mm-hmm. those have the six R fifteen. Yes. Uh, questionable hands that I get very emotional about. <laughs> um, and, uh, I think we have. I think we both have very particular feelings. I think what what did we say? Um, it reminded us of a very expensive Franken watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing. I'm seeing some prices that make me a little bit upset. Um, Is it really in the thousand dollar range? That's because that was the rumor I heard. Still, you know, it's 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 up in the air because a lot of times you hear the pricing for Seiko and then you see it just pop up on Amazon. It's like four hundred bucks, and it's like fine. Um, okay. But, you know, for for a six R fifteen watch, like really a thousand dollars. I paid. I got my sumo with the six R fifteen on mass drop for three seven five, I believe. Yeah, fucking incredible. A thousand dollars. I keep going, man. Keep saving. You can get a Marine Master. <laughs> Dude, damn, damn right. You know. Yeah. So, um, I think I think we can kind of focus on Seiko. Um, in a later episode there there's there's a lot to talk about there there's a really big release that i think maybe some people um would like to hear our thoughts on um but yeah that's that's kind of basel for me i i don't know did you did you uh have anything else that, that you wanted to talk about um i would like to reiterate my love for that frederic constant flyback chronograph in-house oh, flyback gosh, chronograph man. that's that one, that one made it to the list of dream chronographs for, for me. <laughs> I took some time to not look at it for a couple of days, and I looked back at it, and I literally did the yes, fuck yes thing, like like yeah, that's that's that is it, dude. That is it. Whoever thought of this watch, designed it, and then put the guts in it, all you motherfuckers did a really good job. Like yeah. everyone fired on all cylinders, and they made a vision come true. And like you can see that in the watch. That's not easy. You know what I mean? They I, they completed the trinity, I think, of interesting and slightly more affordable chronographs. So now you can get a flyback from Frederic Constant. 
You can get a mono pusher from Hanhart or Longine, and oh, you can get a sp- and you can get a split second from Zin, but that one's six grand. <laughs> <laughs> How much is that? Uh, the Frederick Constant, the the, the 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 Freddy C. Thank you for whoever gave me that hashtag. I think, I think Freddy C. I don't know who I like that. I'll, I'll look back. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a shout out later. Um, Freddie C. That fly by Chrono. What is that? Was that thirty one hundred? Yeah, it's it's around there. It's it's between three and four thousand, something like that. I could see someone making the argument that that's like Speedmaster money in some for some of the older ones, or like a secondhand mm. one. Yeah, but I don't know. There's something about that Frederick Constant. To- totally um, different. Totally different watch that you're shopping for. Complete different point. flavor. Super, yeah. super different. Like, and this just I don't know. There's, there's the for me, there's an attraction to that watch. I would um, love the opportunity in the future to see it in person. I, don't, I have no fucking idea where, but you can you can also argue that that's Explorer One cash, you know. But uh, um, no, I don't want to talk about the Explorer One, man. Once any, again, different different watches, you know. Michael, anytime I think about the Explorer One, I could, I literally just ha- I had the conversation in my head. I could sell my car and just buy a scooter, buy that watch, and then climb on Everest with the rest of the money I have left. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can, I can make that real, Michael. I will say that the average cost for a guided expedition for Everest is around like, I'd say between sixty to eighty thousand dollars. What? Unless you want to go alone, but you might die, Michael. How are those impoverished? Those countries hugging the Himalayas impoverished if they're charging motherfuckers eight thousand dollars to go on a mountain and die? <laughs> how is? How are they poor countries? I gotta live in a mountain, dude. I gotta so, live on a fucking mountain and charge tourists to die in front of me. And I you can, can pick their pockets and go back home. You can do it for free and probably die. Or you can uh pay eighty grand and go up there with your explorer and be totally happy. But well, there's still I, a chance that you might die. I don't I like don't drive an eighty thousand dollar car, so I don't I don't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> A super baseline cloth seat Subaru Impreza. Not even like a WRX STI. None of that fancy shit. The it's perfect, a five door. It's a hatchback. The perfect, the perfect mountain car. <laughs> <laughs> I love that car, man. That, this is my second Subaru and I, I'm, I'm super into it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think this is a good opportunity for us to wrap up Basel. Because, okay, obviously other things happen, but I don't want to fucking talk about them on the show. Obviously Rolex did stuff. And I think we talked about that deep sea, whatever the fuck it was called, last episode. Um, what was the yacht master that had all the good gross gross ass jewels on it? Was it was it was it was it was, was that a yacht master? Yeah, yeah, it was the it was the it was the gummy bear watch. Um, someone, I think it was PS Dance, tagged us in someone's picture. It was like 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 Haribo gummy bears brings you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some yacht that master. and and some some new Daytonas with like the o, the oyster flex. Yes, I, oyster flex. Yes, I still don't understand. Um, I don't know, but. Shit, I don't want to talk about. Yeah. I'm happy what we talked about. Um, we're gonna have a special episode later on. Not uh, probably not for maybe soon, but we'll refocus more on um, some Seiko Basel stuff. Um, I'm not really sure when that's gonna be. Hopefully soon. Um, but otherwise, I'm happy with what I saw from Zodiac. I think this Mister G is super cool. I am not telling anyone to spend seventy four hundred bucks on this watch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. I just think it's really interesting to see the types of things that Casio was doing, which you wouldn't normally think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
I love that Tissot chronograph you brought up. There's some strange elements to it. The date window is obviously an issue. I'm kind of weird about the uh, Roman numeral, t- numeral 12. Oh, yeah, it's just by right, itself. Right above the Tissot <laughs> yeah. logo. The problem yeah, is it drives yeah. your entire eye to the 12 o'clock area. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. And if you do manage to pull your eye away from 12, away from 12 o'clock, you then go to the date window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's super cool to see a watch like that. Um, the Longines pieces we talked about, that uh, Lindbergh and the... 1945. 1945, that's what it was. Yep. What else did we talk about? Yeah, they, I mean, there there was good and there was bad, you know. Monta, Frederick and Stant, um, you know. Overall, it was a very lukewarm uh, Basel. I don't, I don't know about you, but um, uh, the way I, am, I the way I work with these things, if there's one thing I like, I just latch onto that and I make that awesome. And so, objectively, Basel probably lukewarm for me. Just the scene at Zodiac release, I had a good time. <laughs> if you if you had to pick a favorite, what would it be? A From favorite watch of the whole show. Yeah. Including some of those badass squalid pieces we were seeing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. We didn't um, even talk about that. No, we didn't. I mean, we talked a little bit, I think, about uh, Warren and Wound's coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to choose one, I would say probably the Zodiac uh, Jetomatic Pilot. Because not only what it represents for how Zodiac is still doing what they do under fossil ownership, but also what it represents for micro brands and for what they bring to the actual orology community with the STP313 movement. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, They're doing really, really cool stuff and they're not these type of asshats which are just like, yeah, you can have it, but only if you you know, pay this much as a manufacturer. And the reality is the more money a manufacturer has to pay for a thing, the more they have to charge us as consumers. And so any business that's supplying people with good quality parts at great prices is then inevitably <clears throat> saving consumers like Michael, me, and all of our listeners money at the end of the day, which I think is great. So uh, I'm going to say the Jetomatic Pilot for what it brings to the urology community and just for like a really cool pilot because I'll count it as a pilot watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It it's is. got it's got legible numerals. It has the crown. It's got the hands. I'll count it as a pilot watch that I think is is kind of cool. That I I because I want a pilot watch, but I I I haven't really been so super enamored with some of like the Flieger or Flieger. Is it Flieger or Flieger? I think it's Flieger. Flieger style pieces. Yeah. I mean the the uh Locko and. Yeah, yeah, you know, Laco, Stova. Um, there was an Archimedes. Uh, I think Archimedes for a while did a blue dial one, sort of like Stova. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But, like, I don't know if I want to spend, like, 800 bucks on it cool. You yeah. Know? This Jetomatic Pilot, I think, so, was... was It represented a lot of really good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking way too much about this watch. So, yeah, if I had to pick one, that's my pick. Oh, and the third reason why... I think it's my watch is awesome. Is I can actually afford it. <laughs> yes, it's a real it's a real person watch. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not encrusted with like clams. They fucking like ripped off the vagina of the air of like the Mariana Trench and like encrusted on this watch. Like it's and it's cost four million dollars. Like and it's 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 like it's an actual watch. They want people to buy and wear. You yeah, know? yeah. For, what, what, for... If, if you, what would the one watch? be for you from, from the show this year from for the ones that i can afford i'd say it's a close tie between that captain cook from rado thing was cool 
<clears throat> and the cool. uh, and the Longines, uh, nineteen forty five. Um, for the one five was it eighteen hundred? You said. Yeah, and I think I, yeah, I think they're both. Yeah, the forty five is seventeen hundred, and the Captain Cook is eighteen hundred. It's not um, bad, man. It's not bad at all. And one that I can't afford, but I think <clears throat> is crazy cool, is the Blanc Pond uh, tribute to Fifty Fathoms Mill Spec. Um, I didn't even I didn't even see that. Is that is it awesome? It's it's pretty crazy. Um, it's just like like a mill spec fifty fathoms with um like a, with like a water uh, ingress like indicator on the dial um, right to let, you, to let you know if if moisture has come in. It's just <clears throat> it's crazy. It's fourteen thousand dollars. Oh my god, uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's... is a shit ton of of Ricana Perpetual calendars. That is yeah. a lot. That's a, that's like a, the Ricana Perpetual calendar is like a thirty five dollar watch. Okay, yeah. But that that Captain Cook man, that that thing is cool, and I've it never seen it before. Very very cool. I think it's an interesting choice um, from Rado. I think it's mm-hmm. worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I'd love to see more press on that and. Um, yeah, I would love to do uh, one of those segments, the watch brands we know nothing about. I'd love to do one on Rado. I'd love to do one on Rado. I'd love to do one on fucking, uh, what are the watch brands that do I know like nothing about? Um, I don't know about Zodiac. I don't know about Tissot. Um, quite a mm, few. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot. I just don't know anything about a lot of watch brands. So I think, I think, that, would be, <laughs> I think that would be a fun, a fun segment. So look forward to that in the future. So should we start wrapping up? Because we are getting... I didn't realize how, how long we've been on for. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. We can we can wrap it up. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, so really, really awesome. Again, um, definitely take part in the two broke watch knobs wrist check. You know what I mean? So take a, so Monday through Saturday, take a wrist shot, tag us, do an at reply at us, and then tag it as if it's actually a photo of us. Monday through Saturday. Sunday, we'll repost the three coolest ones don't worry about you know if you if you feel like your watch isn't cool enough or if your photo skills aren't up to par it doesn't matter what only matters is that you guys participate you know what i mean because a good community encourages everyone to participate so that's we want it to be very very welcoming for people so take your shots tag us in them at reply us um we really look forward to seeing what you guys do uh show really show, show us your your richard meal if you show have us one. show us your richard meals please if someone wears a richard meal and they listen to our show. Actually, I shouldn't say that because it's entirely possible. You never know. You never. I know. made it, dude. I, I we made it. If if a Richard Mill owner <laughs> listens to our show, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, show shows. Really looking forward to seeing what you guys uh, do. It's going to be reoccurring. Take your shots Monday through Saturday. Sunday, the three coolest ones are getting regrammed. Use the two book wash knobs hashtag at reply us in the in the actual photo. Tag us in the photo. Um, it's gonna be recurring. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm fucking super happy Basel is over. <laughs> Me too. So we can get back to like regularly scheduled programming. Is there anything I'm, anything I'm missing, bro? No. Um, as always, DM us on Instagram. Uh, yes. Hit us up in the comments and uh, send us an email. We'll get back to you at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Um, this is Mike. And this is Kaz, and you've been listening to Two Book Watchmen. Later, guys. See ya.